This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. You got me on that, but uh, I went and got me a man leaf blower this week with all that love offering. This thing, 655 cc's, goes 256 miles an hour. I hit Carmen with her, blew her right off on her back. Boom! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Better scoot that back just a little. Uh, no, it was awesome, though. Thank you for the leaf blower. A uh, lot better than raking. If you have a leaf blower, it's so much better. Amen. How many know that we are on a mission? Come on, are you excited about that? You know what? You, you Look at your neighbor. Look at the people around you and say, you are God's plan. Say it to somebody. Say, you are God's plan, and he doesn't have any backup plan. <laughs> You're God's plan, and he doesn't have a backup plan. How many know that God has called us all to be a reacher? Amen? We're called to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm excited. I, I don't think it was a coincidence. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome, Church on the Rock, that the uh, equip class of Rock School of the Bible is starting an evangelist, an evangelism course. So if you don't know how to win people to the Lord, or somebody came up and said, yeah, I want to be a Christian, how do I go about that? And you're like, Ugh, I don't know, can I get pastor on the phone or somebody that knows? If you're here and you're like, I would like to share my faith, I would like to do evangelism, but I really don't know what that looks like. Dave Diarmad is going to unpack that in about the next six or eight weeks. These are an equip, our equip classes. How many know that God wants us to be equipped? Anybody went to Rock School of the Bible before? How many would say it's good to go to that? Amen. So uh, you can be equipped in evangelism. Hey, when was that? When did they say that class was starting? The 29th. And what's today? So we got time, don't we? So go sign up after church today. Man, I was excited about that church because we are on a mission for the Lord. You know, we were, if you're looking for purpose and if you're looking what makes you tick and what makes you feel satisfied, it's when we get plugged into God's mission. Amen? Put God's church first and he'll take care of you. So fulfilling our mission, it brings glory to God. It's something that God planned me for before I was born. Hey, does it kind of blow your mind when you think about Jeremiah saying this? God knew me before I was even in the womb. He knew me before I was even in the womb, the scripture says. And it says how Jeremiah said he was called to be a prophet and to do something special for the Lord, set aside for that. And then Jeremiah said this. He said, Lord, man, I don't know how to talk. And his father just kind of touched his lip and said, son... I'm going to teach you how to t talk. So how many know that God will help us do what he's called us to do? So I, I'm excited about that. But we're, we've been talking about these special abilities. If we're going to be on a mission for God, we need to take full advantage of special abilities, special uh, power, you might say, that God has given his church. And, and you know, sometimes people veer back from saying power. I want to go forward with that special power that God has given the church. You know, a lot of churches, the Bible, Paul said that a lot of churches in the end times, they'll have a form of godliness, 
but they deny the power thereof. How many know that there's power when you meet Christ and it changes you inside out? How many has experienced that encounter, that power encounter with God that turns your life around? And, and the scripture says that we can't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. So God has given us special abilities. You might say that we're God's X-Men. That we've been given special abilities to do special things in his harvest. So if you'd look at this 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with me, it says, Now concerning these special abilities or these special gifts, I don't want you to be uninformed. Or the King James says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. And then down in verse uh, 4, it says, Now there are a variety of gifts. I want you to notice it says gifts. There's a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of gifts, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God, who empowers everyone. Somebody say everyone. Who empowers everyone to each is given this manifestation of the Spirit. In other words, each of us. Don't just look at me and say, oh, that's just for the preacher. That's just for the minister. The word says that each of us are given these manifestations of the Spirit. Each of us are given these special abilities of the Spirit. Why? So we can help someone. Anybody out there want to help someone? Anybody out there want to be God's hands or God's feet? Amen. Or God's voice. Now look in here, verse 8. It says, for to one is given through the Spirit an utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healing, same spirit. Another, work in miracles, another, prophecy. Another, distinguishing between spirits or the discerning of a spirit. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, in the interpretation of tongues. And it says, all these, how many are there there? All these, all nine, all these are empowered by one. Who's that one that says it's empowered? Everybody say the Holy Spirit. All these, the Holy Spirit empowers them who apportions to each individual how he wills. So what happened is the Holy Spirit is the owner. He's the proprietor. He's the guy that has these gifts. And notice there's a difference between gifts and callings. Because in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that Jesus gave the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. Jesus gave some apostles. Everybody say some. Some apostles, some evangelists, some teachers, and all of them have capitals. So Jesus gave callings, and just some people have callings. Some people have a call to be a pastor. Some people have a call to be a teacher. Some people, like some of you may prophesy with a little P, but yet God calls capital P prophets. And these are made to equip the church so that they can do ministry for the Lord. So, so, so those, those five are given by Jesus. That's that variety talked about up there we read just a little bit ago, where it says this variety of service came from the Lord, but gifts are from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you know, I grew up uh, a Methodist, and my dad and brother are both Methodist pastors. I love, I, I love the Methodist church. I've even served in a Methodist church on staff 
It never bothered me what was on the door. I say just stay to the Bible and you'll be okay. Amen. So, so, so anyway, uh, uh, when we was thinking of this, now I forgot what I was going to say, so we'll just move right on. It was a good one. It was a good one. But, but the Holy Spirit, oh, the Holy Spirit, we, everybody talked about our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Everybody talked about the Father. And then everybody said, oh, you need to ask Jesus in your heart uh, and be saved. But nobody ever talked about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is the proprietor, the owner, the one that has these gifts. And when he has them, what he does is when you need special abilities, when you need special power, when you need to be able to do something extraordinary. How many believe God wants you to do something extraordinary? When you need that and you know that it's not within you, then the Holy Spirit empowers you just like Jesus was empowered. Amen. And, and, the, and, and what he does, he takes those gifts and he just goes, he blows life into them. And then he just starts distributing it so you can help people. How many like to, how many like to give gifts away at Christmas? Amen. You can give gifts away every day by the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of what it's talking about. What I want to do is I want to dive a little deeper in here. Alex, come up here, buddy. Come on up here, Alex. Alex, you can't do it? Oh, I don't need your voice. I, I don't need your voice. You, you know what I think it is, is you're just a little bit scared of me. <laughs> you're going to kill me, aren't you? You are going to kill me. This guy is an M. He trains mixed martial arts fighters. Um, <laughs> he's been working on me, uh, on my eating and, and stuff like that. But anyway, I was at his gym the other day, and today we talked about techniques. Remember talking about that, Alex? We were talking about. Here's how I wrote it down. We talked about techniques, special techniques and skills that we can practice and work on. We are in training being prepared for our mission. Brother, when I was watching you the other day working with your fighters, it, it just blew my mind how exact every motion and every movement was to get to a desired result of the takedown. It blew my mind how, how every single thing was thought out and it was practiced over and over. And I asked you, I said, Alex, when does it get to the point where it's not in the mind that it's just natural and you said after like a million times doing it all right he can't talk today because he's been doing fights and stuff but anyway uh anyway when he was doing that i felt the holy spirit speak to me strong and he said brian here's what you've done thus far with the gifts you get up there and say hey we got nine gifts wow everybody's like woo woo nine gifts yeah you've got power to go out now you all go out and do it for god and we're like oh yeah yeah woohoo well what do we do with these gifts hey scott it's like a tool how do i use this tool how do i use this thing how do i use these gifts and I believe there has to be training. I believe with the nine gifts to each of them, there are training, there are techniques, there are ways to use them, and I want to go over those today. But, but before we get started, you've you, you got to show a couple of these moves. Um, for, for, first of all, I want you to know this, first of all, for, scared you, didn't it? A little nervous. That I grew up in... Um, Hey, everybody remember this? What, what do you do with this one? We're Karate Kid. 
Show me some of those moves. Show me some of the punch moves. Come on, just give me a couple. <laughs> do, do, do the, do the uh, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, he won't do it. All right, he won't do it. He's too, he, he's too uh, afraid that he's going to make me look bad, aren't you? But I, I saw this guy doing these in there, and it, it was amazing to see the precision. They would punch, then they'd hit with the elbow, and then they'd come up for the takedown. And then they'd touch the knee, and then they'd follow the elbow up and hit him in the jaw and open him up for the takedown. But these are techniques, techniques that God wants us to use. But let's look at word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Here's the definition. Write these down. We have them this week. Word of knowledge is this. To know something specific without having learned it by natural means. This is to know something specific without knowing it by natural means. It's an insight. It's a pulse to the unknown. It's like an intuitiveness. The Bible says, and these scriptures are all in your inserts in Mark 2, we see that Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew their thoughts. We see in John chapter 4 how he knew how many husbands the woman had married. So it's a special ability. It's a special intuitiveness. It's just a, I know that I know. Everybody listen to me. Wouldn't it be awesome if when something isn't going right with your children or going right in your marriage or going right at work, wouldn't it be awesome to tap into the special ability of word of knowledge so the Lord can put his finger on and openly reveal to you something you didn't know that is hurting you or is hurting others? Or here's another thing on word of knowledge that I want us to get. I'm talking about techniques and what I want us to do. Brothers and sisters, when we go to work, when we come to church, any place where we go and we're around people, what I want Church on the Rock on, on practicing and preparing and, and, and being open to these nine gifts and just and, instead of just saying, oh, we got the word of knowledge, to me I want to te- take it a step further to where when you're with a group of people that your head's like this. That you're looking at faces, whether it's your work, whether you're in, your, you're in your neighborhood, whether it's your children, and then all of a sudden word of knowledge comes to you and you're like, I can tell something isn't right. I can tell some, how many's ever noticed that somebody's having a bad day? You, you, you sense that, but word of knowledge is when the Lord takes it that step further to where you not only sense it, but God will tell you exactly what it is, okay? So the technique for word of knowledge is this. If you're wanting techniques and training, how do I practice? How do I do this? The first thing is to keep our head on a spindle, and we're looking around. Here's another thing. When someone comes in your spirit, like this week, the last three days, Marcia uh, Martell has been in my mind just nonstop. To where we were coming to church today, and I said, Marsha, is Ray in here somewhere? Ray was in here somewhere. Uh, to where finally I said, hey, um, Carmen, we need to go out with Ray and Marsha. They're, they're really on my heart. I, 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 I really on my heart that Marsha needs to be encouraged. And, and, and so when we, when we got here, I found Ray, and I said, hey, Ray, uh, where's Marsha today? And he, he said, oh, she's in Las Vegas with her sister who's really sick. How many thinks that is a coincidence? 
not a coincidence. God wants us to have a sensitivity. To me, even if you're in a lot of pain today, I think a key to getting over your pain is to put your thoughts on somebody else. Have your head on a spindle. Ask the Lord to show you who's hurting. Ask the Lord showing you why your business isn't working. Ask the Lord to show you why there's stress in a relationship. Ask the Lord to give you these word of knowledge. So we see this, and then we follow it up. When God puts somebody on your mind, then I follow it up by just doing this, saying, Lord, simple guys, why are they on my mind? And brothers and sisters, I think we need to spend more time on the Lord. Why are they on their mind? Because I think God wants to take it further than just going up to Ray today and saying, Ray, Marsha is on my mind. I think God wants to take it further to where I walk up and I say, hey, Ray, Marsha was on my mind. I know her sister is sick, and the Lord's given me this word to tell you today. Because then the person that hears that are like, wow, pastor didn't even know that. How could he have known that? It lets people know, man, I'm loved by God. Somebody's thinking about it. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. And so, so when you, somebody's on your mind, I, I've had people say, I'm not just, and don't just blow off when people's on your mind. So when somebody's on your mind, say, why are they on my mind? And then follow it up by just getting quiet and asking the Lord to show you what, why they're on their mind. Now, guys, when another way to start practicing and using the gifts is somebody say what somebody's on your mind then you're getting quiet and you feel like the Lord's showing you why they're on your mind well the next thing you do is you take the approach and you say Lord are you just wanting me to pray about this or are you wanting me to actually contact them everybody listen to me sometimes God is just wanting you to pray for him sometimes God doesn't want you to get involved sometimes he just wants you to pray and hold them up so has anybody ever got somebody in your heart, in mind, and, and then you, uh, they were on your mind, and even God showed you something? That's word of knowledge. Sometimes he tells you to pray for him, and other times he tells you to take an approach. Now, with word of knowledge, when you're first getting started with that, you don't have to go in there like the big prophet, man or woman of God, saying, oh, oh, brother Ken, the Lord has spoken to me. Bless God. I was on my knees and a light from heaven shined up. And, and, and these words just came down in mystic, angelic praise. And I heard the Lord say. I mean, I, I've been down that road where you embellish everything. But uh, uh, just walk up to people and say, hey, Ken, I, you know, I care about you a lot. To me, this is an approach. Especially if you're just wondering because sometimes God will tell you something and you're like, "Woo, I can't say that. If it's wrong, I'm, I'm messed up here. Just walk up and say, hey man, I love you so much. You've been on my heart in prayer. I feel like, you don't even have to say, God told me. I feel like God put this on my heart. Does that speak to you in any way? If so, do you want to talk about it? I can pray with you. See, that's how you can use word of knowledge. Now let's move to the next one, word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is this. Word of wisdom, um, word of wisdom is a divine answer or solution for a particular event. 
It's special wisdom and revelation of Jesus and his word. I want you to get that. It's a divine answer to a solution or a particular event or a problem. Look at this. It's special wisdom and revelation of Jesus and his word. Think about that. Now, the reason I went to word of, not, word of wisdom next is because a lot of time when you have a word of knowledge, it immediately is followed up with a word of wisdom to where you can apply wisdom to the knowledge that you just received, okay? What are some techniques? What are some things that I can work on right now? Listen to me, guys. What are some things that I can work on right now? On all of these guys, I think it's important that we're, when we're learning techniques and trying to learn to be used in these gifts, to me, the foremost thing is with, revel, with word of wisdom is people just think it's just going to hit you from nowhere. And sometimes it does hit you from nowhere. And this, you're just infused with some smart. And you know that it ain't you saying it. It isn't you saying it. Just some smart comes in you, and the right answer and the right solution, it's supernatural. Yes, word of knowledge, work, word of wisdom works like that. But let me tell you another way word of wisdom works, and I don't think people think about this. Word of wisdom can work every day when you're reading your word. To me, Alex, I don't wait for the fight to practice my skills and to practice my moves and to practice my techniques. I work on it so that when I'm in the fight, I'm ready for the takedown and for what God's called me to do. Brothers and sisters, you can read this Bible and it is just dead as a doorknob and you're wondering why you even read it. Or you can read this Bible and all of a sudden it just opens up to you. And you're like, wow, I see that. It's just a revealing. It's a showing forth. There's a practical, you see the relevancy of the word. You know, sometimes without the Spirit, brothers and sisters, without the Holy Spirit, you're going to read this Bible and you're going to say, what's the relevancy? How does this relate to me? But word of wisdom opens up, God opens up and he shares with you his secrets. He reveals to you the, the, the nuggets, the gold. He'll reveal them to you. An example of that, we're talking about the voice of the Lord. If you go into um, 1 Kings chapter 19, I'm talking about the, the, the voice of the Lord, how, how if we're going to operate in the gifts, we need to understand and know his voice. How many has ever ever felt like you've heard the voice of the Lord? Guys, it may not be an audible like you hear me. It's just a sense. It's just that you know. The Bible says in Romans 8, 16, it says that my spirit, small s, bears witness with his spirit, big S, Holy Spirit, that we are the sons of God. If you look up bears witness in the original Greek and what it was meant, it means that my spirit talks to his spirit, big S. The Holy Spirit reveals. The Holy Spirit is our professor. He's the one that shows us the word. He's the one that reveals the word. But when I was thinking about, even this week when I went to 1 Corinthians and I was talking about, man, we need to know the voice of the Lord, I immediately thought of 1 Corinthians 19. 
where God said, Elijah, I want to talk to you. And keep in mind that Elijah had just defeated the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel and fire came down from heaven. There's a great miracle or a great sign and a wonder happened, okay? But now um, Jezebel, how many's heard of Jezebel from the Bible? Ahab and Jezebel. Jezebel now said, I don't want anybody to sleep until that man, till we do to that man what he did to my prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal died, so she said, nobody's going to slumber or nobody's going to sleep until Elijah's dead. All right? You know what he did? The very next thing, right, right when that report happened, look at what he did in 1 Kings 19. In 1 Kings 19, when, when that happened, don't try to follow me on this, Chad. Um, the first thing in verse 3 of 19.3, it says, he was afraid. He arose and ran. Down in verse 4, it says, he himself, he, he, he ran, and then he was so afraid, he even went another day's journey into the wilderness. And he came and sat down under a tree. And then he said, Oh, I asked that I might die. And then he said, Oh, Lord, take my life. I'm no better. And then he says, For I'm no better than my father's. Then he arose and ate and went forth. And then down here in verse 10, he says, I've been jealous for the Lord of hosts. He was like questioning the Lord. And then he said, I, even I am the only one left. And they seek my life to take it. Okay? Listen, when you're trying to learn God's voice. This is good if you'll, if you'll hear this. When you're trying to know God's voice, you may be on the mountaintop and life's just going great, and then all of a sudden you get, boom, hit with something. How many know what I'm talking about? You get hit with something, and then all of a sudden there's voices in your head that make you afraid, it makes you, it makes fear come. Fear stands for F is false E, evidence, A, appearing, R, real. And you'll start thinking, and you'll think, and you'll think, and, and, and you'll watch TV, and you won't even see the TV because you're thinking so deeply, and you get more afraid, and you get more afraid. And then sweat comes, and you have insomnia at night, and, 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 and you begin to to have anxiety and stress and fear to the point where you say, I don't want to live, I want to die. And then you have panic attacks. But all these are voices. They're demonic voices. They're humanistic voices. They're voices of fear within yourself. So brothers and sisters, we have to move past all these voices what God was showing him in this first Kings 19 is he was saying, Elijah, you've got to move past being afraid, anxiety. Here's the other one thinking, man, there's nobody left but me, Lord. You've got to move past this. Do you know sometimes church people feel entitled? Well, I give, Lord. I give my time. I give my talents. I give my tithe. You're entitled to do this for me, Lord. Th that's what Elijah said. 
I, I, I have done, Elijah started telling him the list of what he's done. Why did he do that? Because he was bombarded with these voices that were not from God. And brothers and sisters, I believe to move in the spirit is you have to know the voice of God. And then immediately, after all these voices put this man in such despair and depression and anxiety attacks and panic attacks and fear and insomnia, and the man couldn't eat, he was so upset. The Lord said, come over here and sit on this rock. And when he set him on the rock, he said this. And he said, and the Lord, he set him on a rock in verse 11. If you, if you do want to do uh, 1911, it says, the Lord passed by with a great strong wind. The Lord passed by with a great strong wind, and it tore the mountains and broke it into pieces. But the Lord was not in the wind. Did y'all hear that? And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a low whisper. And Elijah heard it. And he wrapped his face in his cloak. And he went and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, then there came the voice to him and said, What are you doing, Elijah? That is powerful, my friend. To me, the voice of the to, to me the, the voice of the wind is the voice of reason. It's the voice of thought. It's the voice of trying to figure it out on your own. To me, the voice of the earthquake, that is the strong emotion. That's the emotional decision. That's letting your emotions tell you. That's letting fear and anxiety and these emotions, they're speaking so loud in your head. So you've got reason and the voice of reason and the voice of thought and the voice of human. And you've got the, then your emotions are kicking in and you've got all these voices going on in your head. And then the fire comes and that's your will to where to where Jesus even had the voice, this voice so strong to where he said, Father, is there any other way but the cross? Is there any other way but death? And the Father, and then he said, Lord, not my, everybody say, will. Not my will, but yours be done. So even with voices, there's emotional voices, there's thoughts and reason voices, and then there is your will. Sometimes you want to stay angry. Sometimes you want to stay mad. Sometimes you want to stay hurt. Sometimes you don't want to do. So that voice. Sometimes you're sitting there telling God how you're entitled to have this or that. It's the voice of will. But brothers and sisters, we've got to get to the place 
where we hear and we know the voice of God. The scripture says that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. The Bible says that the word of God, if you want to know the, 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 how to discern the voices in your head, the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful. Hebrews 4.12, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing aside asunder and the dividing. The word of God takes, say this is your heart, the word of God comes and divides your heart. Boom. It divides your heart. And the word says it separates spirit from soul. Brothers, soul and sisters, soul is your mind and your reasons. It's your emotions. And it's your will. The word of God can come and boom, open up your heart. And the word of God can sift through. That's emotion. That's reason. That's will. That's this. That's this. And you have to sift through these voices. And then you'll hear, and Elijah says, you'll hear the whisper. Hey, guys, notice it was fire, earthquake, and wind. These are strong boisterous and powerful but any of you that know the voice of the Lord it's a still small voice guys Paul even said to study to be quiet there's something about quieting the soul as the musicians are coming there's something about quieting the soul there's something about the Bible says to enter your prayer closet and pray and when you get in the closet shut the door and it says pray in secret there's something about the secret place brothers and sisters I feel this by the spirit of the Lord musicians as soon as you're on the stage if you can just be as still as you can because I feel this as a word from the Lord I want everybody to look at me for a second I feel God telling me something right now. You guys that's been with me um, for a long time know that I don't say that unless I really feel it strong. But I feel the Lord telling me, and this is going to be a specific altar call. I, I didn't even know how this was going to end. But I feel and I see something so specific today. I see and I'm hearing something so specific today. To where you're going to feel like God has just come down and sat beside you and he's saying something right to you. But what I want you to do is I want you to pull up a chair and listen to what he's saying but I want you to let him do what he wants to do in your life today. If you're tormented with anxiousness and anxiety attacks, panic attacks, perpetual anxiety, just perpetual fear, just you live in a constant fear, 
when the phone rings or something happens, your first thought is, oh my gosh, what happened? Oh man, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? Something's wrong. What happened? God doesn't want you to live like that. What it is, is you're listening. Here's what God's telling me. There's, God wants you to experience his wholeness. God wants everybody in this room to experience his peace. God wants everybody to experience his rest. But you're consumed with this earthquake, fire, and wind. The wind and the waves just are battering you and tearing you down and down and down. You're just battered and abused. With every head bowed and eyes closed, here's what the Lord's want me to say to you, is what's in your mind is not even real. It's not true. It, it's real. It's happening. It's there. There's evidence that it's there, but it's not true. It's not true. The thoughts that are coming to you, they're not true. The fear that paralyzes you, I feel the Lord saying it's not even going to happen. The exposure. Can you imagine being these politicians and the exposure? Trying to lay down and wonder what you're going to be exposed from. Even your exposure. It's not to be feared. God wants to set you free today. Every head bowed and eyes closed. I feel this strong. If what I've been saying the last few minutes is you just lift a hand up and turn your chin to me and just let me see your face. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody else? I'm looking to my left. That's me, Pastor. Amen. I see you. Amen. You, my, you were really on my heart today. Listen. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't even have to ask these people to come forward for you just to surround them like a winter coat. But Lord, I pray that you would just surround these people right now. Father, I pray that you would break fear in Jesus' name. Church, pray with me. I pray you would break fear in Jesus' name. There's about... 25 to 30 of your brothers and sisters that have raised their hands and I can tell they're desperate they need that breakthrough they need their brothers and sisters praying it's not if you didn't raise your hand I want you praying I want you praying on the person on your left the person on your right because it's it's going to be someone of them raise their hand say Lord set these people free 
Lord, I pray that the peace, I pray that the storm that is battering these people's lives, Lord, I pray that Jesus would stand and say, peace, be still. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that you would do only what you can do. Brothers and sisters, the prayer team is going to come forward. The way we do our services at Church on the Rock is we do worship at the end. So we're going to sing two or three songs. We'd ask that nobody leave unless you have an emergency or you really got to go to the restroom real bad or something like that. We understand that. But we want everybody, we're going to stand in just a minute. We're going to stand in just a minute. And even when you stand, if we sing a while and you'd like to sit down, feel free to sit down. But we just want to create an atmosphere of worship to the Lord. We're going to sing two, a couple songs. But the prayer team is going to be here. And if you were one of those 25 that raised your hand and, and you would really like to come forward, I would encourage you to do that. And I'll meet you. And this prayer team will meet you. But there's power whenever, when, when we touch each lay hands on each other and pray for each other and our prayer team's ready to do that i'm not saying you have to do it if you raised your hand maybe you got that release but if you didn't get that release that you're looking for i'm gonna ask you to take that next step because i'm believing something special is going to happen the lord spoke to me this morning he said brian i've created you when before you were in your mother's womb he told me that and he said brian today is a specific day and you have a specific purpose for people today we hope this message connected with you to get more information about church on the rock check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on facebook instagram or twitter have a blessed day